Once upon a time, I was sitting in my room. Alright. Thinking about all the things I want to say and do. Like what? Such a quiet man. Shh. What can I do then? I don't know. Start a brand new podcast with my family and my friends. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Joe. Hello. That you want to know. What you got? Let's begin this journey. Thank you so very much for joining. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So we are actually on episode 40 today. We are on the big 40, and I'm so happy that I've made it this far. I've met so many amazing people. I've gotten to reconnect with amazing people as well. And uh, I've had new guests. I've had past guests on here. And uh, speaking of past guests, I actually have two past guests that are very loyal to this channel, and I definitely uh, appreciate both of their support. Uh, this is both Alex and Caitlin. This is both of their sixth time on here, so they definitely have been on here a good bit. They're almost basically might as well be like a, a co-host at this point because both of them have been on here so much, and I appreciate their support, and I appreciate them always uh, being willing to be open and talking about all of these different topics and conversations. So I am definitely glad that they are both here, and we have yet another topic to talk about. So uh, welcome, both of y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Yeah. Thanks for letting us be here. Yes, absolutely. So before I tell everybody what this topic is about, Recently, Caitlin has had an amazing, uh, she like shared some amazing news out on her social media about an opportunity that she has going on next summer. So I'm actually going to have her uh, tell everybody a little bit about that and uh, ways to help her on her uh, new journey that she's going to be going on next summer. So I'm going to have her, uh, you know, explain all of that right now. <laughs> Well, I get the opportunity to study abroad in Spain, which is really cool. Um, I'm at I'm going to school at the University of Montevallo here in Alabama, and I'm majoring in English, minoring in Spanish. And one of the things that ha has really been an issue for me has been fluency. And so when this trip came up, I was so excited because I was, oh, you know, it'll it'll help me with my fluency. It'll help me be able to hear it once you're immer immersed in the culture. So I'm super excited about it. Um, my biggest thing though is definitely going to be having to raise the money for it. Um, it's not going to be, it's not a cheap trip, but it is cheaper than if I try to do it by myself. <laughs> um, but I'm doing fundraisers. Um, if, I, I, if you're here in Alabama and central Alabama, um, I'm going to be selling Robertson's Boston butts. Um, if you would like those, you can let me know. Um, the money for those is due January the 12th. Um, but you can just send me a personal message. I'm sure that um, Joel is going to tag me in this and you can just tag, you click, my, click on my name and send me a personal message. Um, I'm going to be selling t-shirts here soon and um, they're going to be dedicated to the trip. Um, they'll probably be the Boston butts. I'm sorry. I should have said that Boston butts are $38 a piece. Um, the shirts will be around $20 a piece. We haven't quite got that ironed out yet. Um, but, um, and then um, making ornaments. I like to paint and stuff. And so I'm making handmade ornaments. Um, you can follow the ornament, um, ornament situation on my art page. You could call it. Um, it's Kate's C A I T S underscore doodles, um, on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and then you can also follow the trip and follow any information, any more fundraising ideas, anything like that, you can go to hashtag Kate, C-A-I-T, Kate goes to Spain. Um, and if you would like to donate money for it, um, I have a Venmo account that is for my art stuff. And it's at Kate's C-A-I-T-S doodles on Venmo. So if you just want to donate money, if you don't want to buy anything necessarily, or if you don't want a Boston butter or anything, you can just um, donate money through Venmo. Um, anything would be appreciated. Like I said, I have a lot that I have to raise, but I'm super excited about it because it's going to help prepare me better for my future and where God's calling me in my life later on. So I'm super, super pumped about the trip. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited for you because like you said, you get to immerse yourself into the culture and learn a lot more about what you're 
where your calling is and, you know, just yeah. getting to be involved in Spain. Like, so that's just an amazing country. Never mm -hmm. been, but I've always wanted to go. So I'll be there for a whole month and I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Lucky you. I would love to go to Spain. So definitely check all of that out. You know, if you want to buy something or if not, you are definitely welcome to donate for sure. So I definitely um, encourage everybody to help, help your girl, help, uh, I was supposed to help your girl. I'm not a girl. Uh, help, help, help her out. Help your girl out. Yeah, it's, uh, help her out because we definitely want to see her. Uh, you know, be able to to go, you know, to Spain with no like financial worries or nothing like that. So definitely help and her out. One thing I should have said: if anybody has any questions or if they're they have any, you know, any anything that they need to ask me, you know, about it. They can message me on the Kate Soodle page on Facebook or Instagram, or they can click on my name and send me a personal message on my Facebook account, um, on my personal page. So just, yeah, just holler at me. I'm totally open. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, everybody. Be sure to check all of that out. So uh, now moving on into our topic of today. Um, this is going to be a topic that I'm sure many people can relate to. Um, maybe maybe it's not a personal thing. Maybe a loved one has gone through something like this. Um, the topic of today is actually going to be on drugs. So drugs is um, definitely up and running. It's big. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of things going on with that. A lot of craziness uh, with drugs and uh, a lot of big money making business out of that. So um, I thought today would be a good like conversation to talk about drugs and uh, and being able to give both Alex and Caitlin's input on it. So I am going to go ahead and get into our first question regarding this. So my first question is, um, what are some bad side effects um, when it comes to taking drugs? And I think Caitlin is frozen. So I am actually going to go ahead and have Alex answer first while she's coming back. <laughs> oh, bad side effects. What? There you are. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, bad side effects. Um, I guess it kind of depends on what drug you take, if it's um, like crack cocaine, is it pills? Um, so the bad side effects would just be whatever the side effects would be. The addiction of it, for sure, uh, is probably the worst side effect um, because they're made, I guess they're all made to be addictive, um, just to create more. Um, so the side effects, the, sorry, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the addictive, addictiveness of them, I'm so sorry, guys, um, uh, would be the worst side effect of it for sure. And then just like when it comes of it, if it's like, because crack cocaine, you also get like your, your teeth can rot. Um, there's a story from Stevie Nicks, who was in Flavor Mac. She did cocaine and she was snort. She almost lost her nose. They had to like, she almost lost her nose because of all the coke she did through her nose. Because um, they're like, it's powder going straight to your nose and to your like nostrils and your like um, mucus and like all, all the nasal passages. Um, so they almost, she almost lost her nose um, from all the um, snorting. So um, don't, don't, don't snort according to according to Stephen X, don't don't do that. Um so yeah, just all the side effects are just like the bad sorry, I'm so tired. I'm so I have to apologize about this whole podcast. Um yeah. That's all the bad side effects for me would just be like the deadness, the the loss of nose, well, loss of whatever, um losing your teeth, um, loss of friends and family, because sometimes it's so into drugs that you just like completely blow people off just so you can um, do your d drug habit or lose your job because you're just spending money on drugs so you have no home. So yeah, there's just a lot of bad side effects when it comes to doing um, 
drugs, especially like illegal drugs. Um, and then when it comes to like prescription drugs, if you're abusing them, you're basically abusing the, why do you think there's a lot of side effects? <laughs> when you watch like a prescription drug commercial, they have like all the side effects, which is like a two minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so obviously if you abuse it, that happens too. Cause I know I, I used to abuse um, Tylenol and like Advil and all those and every single bottle says, Warning, liver warning, liver damage if taken too much. So, a lot of health issues. <laughs> Most definitely. And that's the biggest thing, I think, is the way it impacts your body. Um, working in a pharmacy and you you just, you see that like we, we had a patient one time um, that was taking um, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen was taking like two and three tablets at a time. And, you know, you think, oh, it's just ibuprofen. It's not that bad. But she was, she was having a lot of um, stomach bleeding. There was a lot of blood in her, um, in, you know, in her um, urine and in her feces and stuff when she was going to the bathroom because it was literally, the ibuprofen was literally eating the inside of her stomach um, because she was taking so much. I mean, it's, it, it's not just the, the bad drugs are, you know, not just like shooting up with heroin and stuff like that. It can be even prescription medicine or even over the counter medicine. Cause ibuprofen is over the counter. Um, which yeah, the 800 milligram is the, is the prescription strength, but you can buy 800. I mean, you can buy the 200 milligram tablets over the counter and take 800 milligrams at a time. And if you do that four five, six, seven times a day, then it can literally eat your stomach from the inside out. And it, the, the worst side effects for me, I guess, is, you know, I've, I've never thankfully had that issue, um, but I've had family and friends that have. And, you know, being, coming from a small community, um, there's actually, you, you probably wouldn't think it would be so rampant in a small community, but it really has been. Um, like when I used to work at the gas station where I live, you know, I would always joke because I would say the crackheads come out at night. You know, we were the only gas station open till 1030 at night. And after nine o'clock, when the other ones closed, I mean, it was like a whole different demographic of people that would come in because it and you could you could just tell you could tell like the way um, like the way Alex said with your with their teeth. Um, someone would come in, they would just have these big sores all over their arms and on their face and stuff like that. And you're and you know that they're doing things like meth or um, there was a guy that used to would come in and I always felt so sorry for him because he had a hard life before, you know, like when he was a child and stuff, he had a very hard childhood, but um, he would wear long sleeves year round, no matter, I mean, at Alabama heat, it gets like 100 degrees, but it feels like 120 degrees. And I'm not exaggerating, like the humidity and stuff in Alabama, like it gets so hot. But he was always wearing long sleeves just to cover up the fact that he was shooting up, had you know, had been shooting up with heroin. Um, I actually, I had the misfortune of having to call the cops on him one time because he used our bathroom as a place to do that. And um, I think the last time I heard, he was, um, he was found living in the woods in our community because he just he had nothing. He had no home. He had no friends that he could trust um, or any friends that trusted him. His family had pretty much disowned him and told him that they wouldn't help him out anymore. And so, I mean, he was, he would come in and would steal from the gas station. You know, he was still from the, the stores and stuff local just so that he would be taken to jail so that he would have a warm place to sleep during the, during the winter and stuff. You know, it's, it, it completely destroyed his life. Just, he went from smoking pot to doing meth to shooting up heroin. And it was like things just progressively got worse until he last I heard, like I said, I, I haven't heard anything about him passing, but he's just, he has nothing anymore. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Just hearing stories like that, where 
you know, people go down this path of taking drugs and, and it not only affects their body, but it affects their lifestyle and affects, you know, where they like long-term, it just takes them down a bad path for sure. So yeah, definitely like as far as taking drugs, that yeah, can affect um, your body. Definitely like, you know, like both Alex and Caitlin were saying, like your teeth can get all messed up from it. And uh, you can get these sores on your body. You can, uh, your liver, you know, all of these different, like Alex was saying with these commercials that we see, like if you, uh, bad side effects include like nausea, vomiting, you know, all of these like different side effects. So there's so many that go with that. And, um, and I guess that's why, you know, it's definitely, you know, even the over count over the counter stuff can be really dangerous. If you take way too much of that, like even like Caitlin mm -hmm. was saying with the, the hole in the stomach, that just sounds scary. And unfortunately mm -hmm. I've, um, I had a family member that kind of had the same situation, not from ibuprofen. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure what it was from, but um, but I know she had like a hole in her stomach from taking some some kind of prescription, and it was yeah putting a hole in her stomach. And uh, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. But she didn't pass away from that. But it just still just kind of reminded me of that situation how. Uh, how scary that could be just knowing that you're mm. you're being rotten from the inside out basically so that's <laughs> definitely scary and then another thing that was mentioned uh like alex mentioned is like the addictiveness of taking the drug itself to where it messes with your mind and then mm -hmm. uh and that's where it kind of just you fall into the same bad chain reaction bad pattern so that definitely is a really bad side effect because then it makes you start doing things that you normally wouldn't do like you'll start um you know probably you might start doing something that's like crime wise you know like you might start doing something dangerous then uh, putting your life at risk and or even putting your freedom at risk because you could end up getting into jail so there's a lot of bad uh these bad side effects can affect your lifestyle for sure yeah and to go on top of that i just um uh, i know that since you both mentioned holes in your stomachs i don't have a stomach lining because that's how much i mean how much um I don't know, I took it completely destroyed my seven oh, seven animals. So it's doable. It just I gotta be careful. Spicy foods gets the worst of it. Um, so I gotta be careful when it comes to like hot sauces and salsa and Mexican food and and it's sad because I love spice. I do and Mexican food's the best food. I know Mexican food and Cajun food, so I just have to be I just have to be like be very careful on like what spices I can have. Um, because some there'd be days where I'll be eating, and it would just upset my stomach. And I'm like, oh, that was not a good spicy food to eat because it just won't digest spicy food. So I'm lucky that it's only like <laughs> just a summer lightning and just um, got to be kind of wary on spicy foods. But I can't imagine a hole in my stomach and yeah. going to the restroom and seeing blood. Like that would like freak me out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely i know i would if i was in that situation too i would be like oh like you know i would bet definitely just be scared and, and definitely want to turn my life around for the better for sure yeah. so um so uh, we kind of already kind of touched based on this but my next question is in regards to like loved ones so like um in what ways uh, does drugs affect not only the person using but the loved ones that are like surrounding this person or, or like involved with this person that is using drugs well, i know like in my experience um i actually have um i actually have an aunt who is addicted to um prescription medication like pain medicine and stuff like that um and nobody in our family can trust her um, we know for a fact that she has stolen medicine from my great grandparents when she was supposed to be helping them, um, keep their medication straight because, you know, great grandparents, they're older, you know, and like, when I say older, I mean like late eighties, early nineties. Um, and my family had to completely remove her from being able to help them in that way, even though she loves them, but it's because we found out that she was taking their medication that they need for, you know, like I have my great grandfather, which he has passed away now. Um, but you know, he was in, he was in, um, world war two 
Um, and then, you know, so he had battle scars, um, physical and mental ones. Um, and if he didn't have his medicine, you know, just to help him get through the day. I mean, sometimes he just couldn't move because of the pain. Um, and then my great grandmother, she has back problems. Back problems actually runs in my family. Um, um, my mom has degenerative disc in her back. Um, her dad had degenerative disc in his back. Um, my grandmother, my mom's mom has back issues. Um, and then my great grandmother is actually my mom's mom's mom. <laughs> um, she has back problems. And so that's why she has, um, the medicine that she's been prescribed. And, you know, when she doesn't have that, she can't hardly function. And so nobody in our family is able to trust, you know, able to trust my aunt. You know, my mom is on um, medication for nerve. My mom has nerve damage in her back. She, from the degenerative disc in her back. And we have to, you know, my aunt's not allowed to come to our house unless it's at big family gatherings. Like we found out that um, because small town, we used to not lock our doors, you know, our back door you know, it used to stay open all the time. It just, that's just the way it is in our community. We were never scared. It just, we'd lock it at night when we'd go to bed, but we didn't think anything about locking it during the day, you know, but, um, my grandmother on my, my dad's mom lives next door to us. And we found, she actually told my dad, Hey, I've noticed that, um, my aunt has been coming over there a good bit. And my dad was like, he told my mom and mom said, Oh, that makes sense because I haven't been able to find my medicine for the nerve pain. And so our family just really can't trust her. We love her. You know, we want to, we want to do everything we can to help her, but she is not to a point where she wants to help herself yet. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's really taken a toll on our family because you have some family members who are just so frustrated with her that they just don't want anything to do with her. And then you have some who don't really want to help her, but they don't like dislike her or whatever, but they don't mind running their mouths about her. And, you know, then you have the other family members who want to be completely oblivious to what's, you know, they want to completely deny what she's been doing and say that she hasn't been, she hasn't been doing those things that we're just accusing her of these things, even though we have legitimate proof. So it's, it's, kind of torn our family apart a little bit um in in certain ways um yeah it's just it's it's really hard for family to deal with in the, in that situation so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um um yeah to just kind of to, um, piggyback i guess off of caitlin it, it is hard to trust and it is frustrating. I, I know um, personally with me and other people um, who wanted to help me um, got a lot of frustrated with me because it's like you want the help. I mean, I, I guess it goes on a case by case basis. I was ready to take, I was ready to want the help. But I wasn't willing to put in the work or the effort, per se. Mm-hmm. So, and that takes a toll because you have people, very loving people, who would take you to AA or to Saturday Recovery or whatever. And you go for a couple of meetings, but you don't, <laughs> you don't take part of it. So, you just keep going back to your old ways. So, um, that's the biggest, I think. Um, hardest thing for fans and family is just like it's frustrating no matter how much you love them or how much you want to see them get better you also just can't force people to do things Mm -hmm. they have they have to want to make they have to want to do it i'm Mm -hmm. so sorry this is so bad um but if they don't want to do it they're not gonna do it so you you can't really force them even though you can show them, hey, this is what happens. Hey, as with your aunt, you'd be like, hey, we can't have you at house anymore. So you would think that might have changed your mindset. It's like, well, I want to see my family, but sometimes it doesn't hit or click that yeah. way. So it's just it's it's hard when people refuse help, and I have been on that end of the spectrum 
Yeah, yeah, I know um, for us, she doesn't want to admit she has a problem. Um, and she she started having a problem. She had a really bad car accident when I was in middle school. Um, <coughs> and she was in so much pain all the time. And then that's just where it kind of, it stemmed from was from that. And, you know, she'll go for a while and it's like, you can, you can tell when she hasn't had anything for a while. You can tell when she's sober because she's clear headed and she's the same old person, you know, funny, goofy, fun to hang around with. But then you can also tell when she's, on stuff because she's just very blah she's always tired and and she can't hold a job because of her issues like she'll get one for a while and then you know and she'll be clean she'll be sober and like we'll be I'll be so proud of her and then next thing you know she's like oh well my my back was hurting so I took this and we're like and the next thing because if she we know if she takes and she knows if she takes one it's just going to spiral, but it, she keeps saying she doesn't have a problem and she just can't, she just can't see it yet. I don't think. Yeah. And that's, I'm sorry to definitely hear about that. I definitely can relate to that in, in a way because I'm not going to personally say who it is, but I do have a couple of family members um, that are no longer here with us, but uh but they both went through uh, like, you know, drug problems and it, it kind of led to um, both of them taking their own life. So I could definitely relate to this in a way. And uh, so it, it definitely does affect families for sure to where, um, it, you know, even to this day, even though these both of these situations happened years ago, um, it's still something that still like emotionally affects uh, certain family members, especially ones that are like I guess the mom of this family member or you know the parents so it definitely emotionally affects people um you know when you take drugs and also just uh like y'all were both saying it, it leads to frustration just just because you want to see them win and you know they just keep on like falling into that same trap and then you're just thinking like oh my gosh like you know why you know like we want to see you get through this and overcome it. And it, it definitely, I mean, I know I have not been in that place where like, um, you know, a drug user or anything like that, but it definitely sounds like it's a, a real strong battle, you know, that you go through. So it's definitely uh, something that, you know, can be frustrating, you know, for the loved ones to watch because we may not realize it because we may think it's easy. Just, you know, just stop using it. That, that's all you should do. But um, but for the drug user, it's, it's harder, it's easier said than done because there comes like the idea of like the withdrawals that come with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's even side effects out of that too. So it definitely can be just frustrating on our end, but it definitely, uh, it puts things in perspective, I guess, when it comes to trying to work on our own patients and like uh, trying to show that unconditional love, even if it has to be from a distance due to not having trust in somebody, because that is kind of how it got to be for a couple of those family members to where we couldn't fully trust that family member. So um, like kind of like Caitlin said, it kind of um, they could be around in big group settings, but when it's a more intimate setting, um, that, that trust is kind of like not there for that to happen. So mm -hmm. just because um, you know, we may have stuff like ibuprofen or um, like melatonin or, you know, something like that. So you just um, never know what people could do, what, you know, risk that they will take, you know, whether they will steal something. So it did lead to a lot of broken trust and frustration for sure on our end. And speaking to the withdrawal things that you um, brought up, you know, before I started working at the pharmacy, I didn't understand um as much as I do now, you know, having the, having like working in that every day and seeing that, you know, there are so many medications where they, they tell you don't stop this cold Turkey. You have to wean off of it. And, you know, seeing people who have stopped, just stopped taking medicines, whether it be pain medicine or anxiety medicine or depression medicine, or, you know, things like that, watching people go from, 
not like not what's what you know normal's called relative but you know a normal attitude to all of a sudden they're acting crazy and they're acting erratic and it's because they have they're having these terrible withdrawals because they did not wean themselves off the medication you know before that I just always was like I don't understand why she can't just stop I don't understand why she can't just stop but you know working in it and seeing that how a body can be affected how a mind can be affected when you just go from taking something so much to just stopping it 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 really gave me a different perspective and gave me a different kind of compassion for her because I used to be one of those family members was like I'm done I'm done that's it I'm I'm out like you know and part of that's because I used to be so close to her and it really just hurt me to see it it was like she just didn't care about our family but it's not that it's that she has a has a problem and she needs help she just doesn't say she needs help yet yeah yeah it's just um coming from the um out at <laughs> um side it 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 it, it doesn't happen overnight it really it's was it doesn't it took me gosh So it was like 2020 when I finally, finally decided to take it seriously. But it, even then, it, it was like a good six, seven months for me to just kind of wean off it. Um, which is, I, I don't know how fast that is. Um, I know some people wean off it a little bit more longer. Mine took about seven months. But you just, um, you just can't expect it to, you know, take all the pills away and then say, okay, No more pills because guess what? They're gonna go back out and buy some more. Exactly. People would take away um, pills, alcohol, knives, and I was like, okay, well, I could just walk across the street to Walmart and buy more. That's not that's not gonna stop me. Um, yeah. So it's it's just it, it's hard, especially for me who knew I had a problem, but um, I just didn't care. So you just kind of take more and more, but it's it's definitely not an overnight thing, or it's not, um, you know, it, and it's it's hard because you want to communicate about like I'm struggling, and then you have family members who just be like, just don't take it. It's that simple, and it's like it's 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 not that simple because it's a it's still a, almost a daily struggle for me. I I'm I'm still doing good. Um, but, um, it's still a daily, just every day, just like, I think about it. I was like, no, Alex, don't do it. I'll be walking and, um, be walking at Walmart in the medicine, be looking for vitamins. And then I turn my back and I'll see the ibuprofen. I was like, Ooh, and I'm like, no. Yeah, that's good that you've been able to stay strong, you know, throughout all this. I'm definitely, you know, proud of you for that. And I hopefully, you know, it continues to to go that way for you for sure. Because I know uh, it definitely sounds like a struggle. You know, like you said, it's still a daily thing. And I guess as far as the people that um, the loved ones that see, you know, uh, someone that used to use, you know, used to use drugs or currently using drugs, we just got to continue to show compassion, um, but at the same time, not falling into the area of being an enabler too. So that's a really hard fine line too, to kind of fall into. So, so yeah, there's set that. Set, set boundaries. I think that's always a good thing in a loving way. <laughs> yeah. It's important to set boundaries, especially for them just so they kind of be like, Hey, so maybe in a way they could kind of understand. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so my next question that I have is in regards to school. So like back in the elementary days, uh, I'm sure y'all are both familiar with this, but there was a program called dare, like, it's like, like don't do drugs kind of programs. Um, do you feel like those programs are uh, like effective, like, and are impactful for people to, to not do drugs? I know like for me, it was very impactful for me because they would do these big I don't know how it is everywhere, um, but they would do these big assemblies and they would have police come in and the police would bring the drug dogs in and, you know, the, um, they would like, you know, and it would be like, oh, it's such a cute doggy and get to see them. And then next thing, and like, they've got this table of drugs that they've taken up, you know, and they kind of use it as, I don't want to say show and tell, but it kind of is like a show and tell type thing. But then you have this big assembly and, they show these videos of these these teenagers who are 
drowning literally in their own vomit who you know they're who have caused car accidents that's killed people and like it really scarred me there was one video in particular that scarred me as a child um and it wanted it, it kept me from wanting to even drink um it was a video of a girl who had taken some some kind of drugs but they were laced with something else and she didn't realize she was gonna have i don't know if it was like marijuana or what and she, but she was like falling out or whatever and like all the people around her were just laughing and like making fun of her and all this kind of stuff and nobody was helping her did not realize that she was like can't remember exactly if she had like thrown up already or if she was like aspirating or what but she ended up dying in that room with those people while they were laughing at her and that stuck with me obviously it has stuck with me a long time because I'm 30 years old but and that was when I was in elementary school like I was in like fourth grade when I saw that and I mean I I won't even drink like I won't even you know drink alcohol and stuff and anything that is going to get me out of my right mind because I don't want something like that to happen to me and that that impacted me however you know there are a lot of kids I know that I went to school with that obviously it didn't impact because I know people have either tried them, who, people that I went to school with who have either tried them, are addicted to them, or who have had to go through programs to get out of addiction with them, you know, so, but I mean, I think that they, I think that they can help, um, but I think that the majority of it, they don't, you know, there might be one random child like me that's, that's, like oh my gosh no but that it might impact which I guess to the people that are doing it you know every child if it impacts one then that's it's done its job so I guess I guess it, it can have a, an impact mm -hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I guess it's a hit or miss because obviously it didn't matter to me because <laughs> I went through there too and guess what uh the only thing the only thing there impacted me was when they brought in the lungs of like a smoke of like smoking so they kind of gave like the pig's lungs like the smoke and i saw those i was like great i'm not gonna smoke yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only, um i remember but everything else um it was just like I, I, I mean, I did pills on the alcohol so clearly it didn't really affect me but in my defense i don't think it was the fault of there or those problems as much as um, personal private matters with itself, um, and that's always kind of be looking to. Um, but sometimes I do think you show those things as a kid, and you are either like scared or kids will be like, "Ooh, I kind of want to try it," because kids are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not to be mean, but. Um, I was no, but seriously, kids, kids can be kind of stupid sometimes because they don't have like the mental capacity. They're not the brain is still growing, so sometimes you can, kids can see those and they'd be like, "Well, I kind of want to try it just to test it out, see what happens." Um, and I'm sure, like, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, or they might be like, "Oh, that's not gonna happen to me." Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just. I think they came with the best intentions. I, I don't think they came out of it with like any bad things, but sometimes you just can't control kids. You don't know what's going on in their personal lives. You can show them everything, and then you know some of those, you know those kids who are like, I'm indestructible. I can jump a building and not get hurt. We have that mindset. Um, mm -hmm. So it just kind of, I think it just kind of depends. Mm -hmm. I think there is fine. Oh, was fine. I don't think they do do anymore. Um, I don't know. I haven't been in school in 15 years. So <laughs> I haven't been in public school in so long. Um, but um, it just kind of depends on who the kids are, what the family life is like. Um, so I don't want to say Dare failed or Dare didn't do a job as much as maybe social workers didn't do the job well or whatever. Um, but I think Dare is a de decent was was a good decent program for what it is because it was also like 
government funded and you know that the government don't fund things that great especially schools Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yes, that is very true. So, yeah, I could definitely see D.A.R.E. being a very impactful thing for certain students. And definitely it is kind of a hit or miss kind of thing, because I do know people as well that I went to school with that, um, you know, some of them have gotten into really bad, like, drug journeys to where, like, they have to go to court. Some of them wear, like, ankle bracelet, you know, like the ankle thing on their you know, on their shin, you know, area and like or around their ankle, of course. So uh, there's that. And then also, but I guess for me personally, it did impact me just because um, being that young and seeing kind of like the bad um, effects that it can happen, you know, that can happen to you if you take drugs and if you take it too far, um, it could be very, uh, very scary to see as a kid. And it, like, like Caitlin was saying, it almost can scar you in a way, like even like a certain video like that, that she was talking about, like that's definitely something that would be uh, very scarring for a nine, 10 year old kid to look at. And, uh, but it's sad that we have to even have to, you know, tell our kids, uh, tell the kids this early in our lives, but it's uh, a lot of it has to do because, Once they become preteens and teenagers, there comes the idea of, you know, trying to be cool and like, um, you know, if you take this drug, you're cool. If you drink this bottle, you're cool. And and also just peer pressure, just all of that. So, I mean, it makes sense why, but it is unfortunate that like we're so young, but like we have to look at these things and, and it really can be a hit or miss. But thankfully for me, um, it definitely was, you know, something that impacted me. So as long as it's impacting uh, people out there, it's definitely they're doing their job right. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and get into our last question. So uh, what would you say to someone that wants to get out of this like area of like taking drugs? Like what, what are some things that you think would be good to um, let people know, like, like good steps to take? Alex probably has a better handle on this than I would, but um, from the perspective of seeing my aunt and knowing what I know now, I would just say probably the bet the best thing is okay. Let me let me say that. Let me let me word this a little bit different. From the family perspective side, let's go from that side on my, on my end. Love them, love them, love them. Be there for them when they want to come out of it. Um, if you're in it and you want to come out of it, find help, seek somebody. Even if, even if you walk into a random church and just find a random pastor, be like, Hey, I'm in this situation and I need, I need out. Do you have anybody that can help me? Um, that's one thing, um, Alex mentioned celebrate recovery. That's something that our church, um, has been able to be a part of, a part of, and it, it, it's amazing to see the people like, I, you know, people who are, are embracing their struggles and walking through them and, and and doing the work and putting in the work to help themselves get better um so just from the family side of it encouragement love them where they are compassion no judgment no condemnation because we're all children of well let me let me we're all image bearers of god make sure i say that right We are all image bearers of God, created by God, and we need to remember that when we see people who are struggling in different ways than we are, because just because we're not struggling with drugs doesn't mean we're not struggling in some other way. And so when, when we see these people, we need to be willing to help them and to love them right where they are. That was the way Jesus did it. Jesus, Jesus met people where they were. He loved them where they were, and he walked with them to help them get out of it, whatever it was. Um, whether it be the blind person or whether it be him casting demons out of somebody, you know, he he didn't just say, oh, well, you're a ter terrible person. You know, he didn't completely throw someone away just because they had these struggles. And we shouldn't either. We should remember that these are people that Jesus died for, just like he died for me. And we should be willing to to love them where they're at. And I think that on, on this side of it, on the, the family side of it, that is, it's hard, especially when you're so frustrated because it's, it's like time and time and time and time again, it, they, they, Oh, I'm, 
they either are denying it or they're saying that they're going to get better they're going to do better and then you know they have a relapse or whatever when they have a relapse you need to you need to show them grace just like jesus shows you grace when you relapse on your struggles um so i think that on the family side of that that would be the biggest thing i think is just to love them where they're at and encourage them and walk with them through it instead of just throwing them away like they're nothing mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah um that's beautiful um <laughs> as a um i guess i'm on the opposite side on the user abuser side of it um i guess the best advice i could give is um is trust people it's hard and i know it's hard in the midst of everything and you think everybody's out to get you because um let's be honest here sometimes drugs can make you anxious and drugs can make you um paranoid as one of the side effects. And I think um, that's one of the things we gotta be worried about too, is that sometimes the drugs can make people more paranoid, more paranoid, more anxious. Um, so if you wanna get, just know that people are there for the best intentions. I don't think it, nobody's out there um, to say that you're wrong, to say that um, what you're doing is, I mean, obviously they're trying to tell you that it's not okay, cause it's not, it's not okay. But not doing it to be mean, not trying to do it because um, they think they're better than you. They're there because they care and they love you. Um, so the, the best thing to do is just accept the help when people come, come to you. Um, and also know that it doesn't happen overnight. And um, I wish it did. Sometimes there's so many things. I wish it just, I will, I went to bed and woke up the next day. It's like, Oh, no more drugs. Um, but that, that just doesn't happen. Um, so give yourself grace and love, um, just throughout the struggles, throughout the relapses of, cause, um, there's gonna be a lot of relapses that, that first, the first time you try to get off of it because you're so used to it. And so have that grace to yourself. If you get off it for three days and then you actually fell back on it, just be like, pick yourself back up. Because that's what God, that's what Jesus does anytime any of us messes up, even if it's just like, we got angry. <laughs> you know, Jesus is still there to be like, okay, just breathe. I have your hand, we'll pick it back up and we'll keep walking. So um, it's not on a straight line, there's some some turns, some, some detours, but, um, but Jesus will always make it, it worthwhile. <laughs> he always has you. So, um, just find your trust in him. That's what I would say. Find your trust in him and find a really good, um, Christian church community who will love you, who won't condemn you and will just like, be with you because sometimes the best thing to do best thing to be for someone in that situation is just to be with them you don't have to talk to them you don't have to say what they're doing is wrong at that time the best thing to do is sit with them be with them and that's all you can do yeah absolutely and i i don't really have much uh input to put into both of these because i think y'all both explained it perfectly as far as the addict side and the family loved one side so i definitely appreciate both of your input regarding that but one final uh, i guess or a couple of final uh, thoughts that i have before we end this episode is um just kind of adding on to what both of y'all said like as far as the addict side just um i think one big thing is just admitting that you have a problem is like the big start of you know your journey to recovery so yeah admitting that you have a problem and like trying to find a program that you can get into to you know surround yourself with people that are you know rooting for you to win don't surround yourself with a bad crowd that um is going to try to tear you down and definitely just, you know, uh, accept help, like Alex said. So that's definitely a big thing out of this. And, uh, and just, you know, continue to stay strong and give yourself grace in those moments that you do slip. So that's definitely key. And then when it comes to the family and loved one side, um, just to kind of add on what Caitlin was saying, I uh, just, you know, continue to be compassionate toward those people and show that unconditional love. 
to people and uh, don't give up on people so quick, even if even if it takes months, you know, like with Alex saying that it took him six, seven months to kind of, you know, get on, get the ball rolling, you know, consistently. So, you know, just, you know, continue to be patient with people, continue to love them. Um, even if it is to where you don't trust them as much, you do kind of keep your distance, but still, you know, pray for them. And, you know, you can still even send a text message and encourage them. So just definitely be the Barnabas out there that we're called to be, you know, be someone that's, you know, willing to encourage somebody and not give up on somebody because, um, you know, it takes a village to, you know, to get, you know, to help people. And it takes a good support group and prayer warriors to make uh, the impossible happen. Well, I guess the impossible being uh, a drug addict turned sober, because I know that could be, it sounds impossible, but of course God can do anything. So uh, it may be impossible according to the addict. They may think they can never get out of it, but uh, with prayer and with Jesus, uh, you can't go wrong with that. So that is all I'm going to say regarding that. The only other thing I would say right quick is uh, kind of going back to the enabling thing, like definitely um, just, you know, try your best to not enable somebody to fall into the same path, but at the same time, don't, sh don't give up on them either. So just find that right balance. So anyways, um, I, that is going to be the end of this episode. I want to thank both Alex and Caitlin for being here again. I definitely appreciate both of your input. And I definitely look forward to having both of y'all back on my channel soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, anyways, everybody, if you enjoyed this video, whether you're watching it or whether you are listening to my uh, podcast as well on the podcast streaming platforms, um, I definitely would appreciate your support on either either way. So uh, thank you in advance. And uh, you can definitely subscribe to my channel on YouTube or you can also follow me on my um, Instagram page, Not Your Average Joel. So I appreciate the support either way. So whether you're a guest or a listener, I uh, def definitely thank you. So anyways, everybody, I hope you have a good rest of your day. And I will see y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Bye. Thank you, everybody. That took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. If you want to see some standout moments, funny moments, or behind the scene moments from my podcast, then please visit my Instagram page at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you enjoy my content and want to see and hear more about my episodes, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can hit the bell notification so that you can be notified whenever I post a new episode. You listening to this episode means so much to me. And if you ever want to be a future guest on my podcast, then please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page. I can't wait to share more of my life with you guys on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Thank you, everybody, once again, and I will talk to y'all later. Goodbye.